Well, hello there, listeners. I'm Lazarus Black, here with another update on what's been going on with this podcast thing. See, the Rogue Valley roleplayers are now an affiliate of BattleBards, an online resource of sound effects, tension tracks, and all sorts of audio goodies to use in your own games and shows. Just head on over to BattleBards.com and check them out. And if you like what you see, be sure to sign up for a Prime membership. And don't forget to use our promo code, RVRPODCAST, when you do. Be seeing y'all. Welcome back to Season 4, listeners. Before we get started, here's a quick word from one of our very good friends. December 1933. You'd expect Chicago to be cold, but not this year. It's hotter than a kiss between Harlow and Flynn, and just as thrilling. Trouble's blowing in the Windy City. Capone might be in the big house, but even a half-wit knows full well Al didn't leave the picture. But that's not stopping his lieutenants from squabbling over the scraps, and it sure as hell ain't stopping the other gangs from trying to knock Capone's outfit down a few pegs. Any palooks with some Tommies and attitudes are grabbing at that pie like a fat kid at Thanksgiving. But there's something brewing in Chicago's shadows. And it's not that next batch of bathtub gin. No, this is something that bites a lot harder and leaves a mark that won't heal anytime soon. My name's E.I. Wick, and I want to tell you about four palooks just trying to beat the breadlines and survive the day-to-day. But life's got other plans for this private Jane and her three friends. To hear their story, then slide your feet to the dark side of the street and visit gunforhireap.com. That's gun with two ends. Gun for hire. A Deadlands Noir actual play from Fear the Boot. And now, on with the show. Hello and welcome everyone to the Rogue Valley Role Players. My name is Ben. I'm here with Ed, Austin, Rosemary, and Nick, and we are the Rogue Valley Role Players. Uh, tonight we're getting ready to start uh, episode 401 of Valley of Famine. That's season 4, episode 1. My name's Ben. I am the Marshal tonight. Herding the cats, running the shindig, making up the adventure as I go along, um, and trying to make it seem like I'm some sort of a professional. I'm really not. I'm Ed. I am playing Daisy Gilmore, better known as Rail and Daisy, because she's gone off the rails on a crazy train. I'm Austin, and I'm playing... Oh... I'm Rosemary. I play Deputy... Oh, no. Ex-Deputy Rachel Jane Kennedy. That's right. You quit. I quit. Like a quitter. I'm a quitter. What's your new title? Um, Rachel Jane Kennedy. Yeah. Miss... Ms. Rachel Jane Kennedy. Ms. Kennedy. I'm Nick S. I'm playing Harrow the Harud. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) (laughs) And yeah, we're here to play Valley of Famine. Uh, we open up the scene on a somber site. Uh, winter is still 
in the full swing of things, um, I think it's too soon for your characters to realize that things are getting better, that things will get better. As of right now, you've lost your dear friend Macario. You don't even have a body to bury. It's cold. Uh, you spent entirely too long digging a grave out in, in the graveyard. Um, or, well, I guess if there's no body to bury, would you... We probably would not dig a grave. You probably would not dig an actual hole. He put up a... He, he spent a bunch... Entirely too long putting up a headstone mm-hmm. to, to mark a grave for Macario. Um... Edgar Pittman is there kind of overseeing things. He, he's the one who probably carved the headstone. Um, and who all is there? Kane is definitely there. Um, or, well, Abraham Ross is there. I think Lon Hue is there as well. Um, who else is there? Probably Valerie Rose. Okay, Valerie Rose. Uh, Jonathan Graves. Yeah. I feel like a lot of the town would be there, right? Macario touched a lot of lives. He did. So, who who else is there? That family that he performed the show for is oh, there. Oh yeah, um, a thin little red-haired boy. Yeah, comes up and holds Haru's hand. Yeah. Uh, oh yeah, and you have no idea who the hell this little kid is. In spirit of the situation, Haru doesn't pull away or anything. He just. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah. And, uh... Did Father David Smith survive the winter? Did he survive the Wendigo? Um, I think that he would have. Because yeah. Because people would keep going to church. They'd especially be going to church if there was, like, horrible monsters and they felt like that was some sort of salvation for them. Yeah. Maybe the, the spirit of his lord protected him. Maybe. That is entirely possible. Maybe he kept the hopes up of everyone so that it could have been worse. More people would have turned. Yeah. So yeah, Father David Smith is uh, leading the uh, ceremony uh, for everyone who's mourning. Uh, what's the story you gave on what happened to Macario? Let's see. We went up to Table Rock, right? And poured into Crater Lake. Mm-hmm. We don't have a body. Yep, there's no body. He sacrificed himself for the greater good, and we were unable to reclaim his body. Yeah. But, yeah, let, let people know that, yeah, he just did something. So he he did something noble really... sacrifice, and we couldn't reclaim the body. Yeah. Okay. And, yeah, uh, he's talking about all the good that uh, Macario did, how he touched everyone's lives in Jacksonville and in Medford, um, in the Rogue Valley. Uh, and and how he was such a colorful person, but yeah, uh, it's a it's a short service. It's kind of awkward because there's no actual body to to bury, um, and people are you know laying flowers on the grave. Uh, Abraham puts a, a a small smooth pebble on the headstone, and kind of looks over at you. Rachel looks like he's about to say something and then kind of lets his head drop and turns back with uh, probably Billy's there as well. He turns back with Billy in tow. Yeah, Rachel is dressed, I think, all in black. Black hat, black shirt, black vest. 
and Edgar Pittman is there as well, kind of standing awkwardly behind. He's he's got a shovel with him for some reason. I mean, he is a grave digger. It's not unreasonable that he would have a shovel. So what are y'all doing? Haru's gonna stand, just kind of quietly over Macario's grave. Uh, I mean, his his culture believes that with all good things, he's returning. He's gonna he'll come back as something better, greater, you know, kind of thing. He doesn't think of Macario as dead as just transitioning. Yeah. So he's he's like, I'll miss the man, but my friend is still around. Rachel's probably gonna place on the grave this little paper flower that you can tell by looking at it that's something she took a long time to try to make um it's probably like a little crinkled in one corner and there's like tear stains on another part of it and it's this little paper flower and she says that on the uh gravestone and uh just kind of whispers to the headstone like you'll be missed well, Daisy's dressed in like a simple black dress, and and, and Macario's scarf. So, like, yeah, bringing some color to it. Yeah, so this is great. Like Macario, you were a friend. Yeah. Well, you brought some color to the valley. Yeah, you'll be missed. Yeah, um, it's it's kind of awkward because most most of the time, like people, there's there's the family to go console. There's dirt to throw into the grave, and there's none of that. So people eventually kind of just file off home, and they leave Edgar Pittman kind of standing there by the grave, staring off into the middle distance with with his shovel. Um, clearly looks like he, he doesn't 100% know what he's doing. Rachel might just kind of, like, guide him away if he's, like, just standing there well, confused. I was thinking before that, I may say, I don't think this one will be coming back up out of the ground. No. I don't know why I grabbed the shovel. Force of habit, I guess. Usually there's... a body... to bury. Well... I suppose that gives me time to work on my paintings. Yes. Then he kind of just goes walking off towards his his shack. Rachel just kind of looks at him, and his just this expression on her face is like, "What? <laughs> like, what is he even?" And then she'll just um, probably turn and head away. And life attempts to go back to normal. Um, Some of you continue to deputy on for Abraham Ross. Uh, But things slowly but surely get better. Uh, It gets warmer. The attacks decrease. You see less and less of the Wendigo. Um, I don't think this ever actually came up narratively in story, but... uh, after you slew the spirit on Mount McLaughlin, like the the forest became mundane again. So when you cut down a tree, it stayed cut down. Um, that's no longer the case. Uh, the tree, the the forest, seems to be its resilient self once again. Um, they 
force crowds in. That that sense of oppression is gone, though. There's uh, there's no feeling of like this pent up ancient rage. But eventually, uh, you know, months turn as you get into March of 1885. You wake up one day and the only snow you see is on the mountains. And Daisy, you get a summons. It's probably not worded like that, but it can be nothing less than a summons by Lan Hui. By Lan Hui, huh? Mm-hmm. Well, I will find out what Lan Hui wants. You go to the uh, Medford train station, the offices, and she's there working on paperwork. Looks up. Ah, Miss uh, Gilmore, please sit. Sure. What do you want? It's been a while. It has. Um, we had discussed the issue of the the rail driver. Yeah. Well, it, we seem to be in the clear from the strangeness of this last winter. The snows have lifted. Yeah, I've, I've seen the flowers up in the hills starting to grow again. Yes. And, um, well, I would like to get my crew started on the spur line once more. And to do that, I need that equipment. I would like for you, if you're willing, to go uh, down to Deseret, to Salt Lake City, to represent the Iron Dragon in acquiring uh, a supply of these rail drivers. As your representative? Yes. Well... Okay. <laughs> and uh, if that should provide you with an opportunity to learn how this company came into possession of your father's blueprints and perhaps what happened to your father, I wish you the best of luck so long as I get my rail drivers. Okay. Uh, should I be, like, incognito or something while I do this? If you see fit. Or... Well, if I'm going to be looking for my father and they got my father, would they know who I am showing up to town as myself? However you want to approach it is your prerogative, Ms. Gilmore. You've done good things for the railroad. You've done good things for this town. So, it's my desire to give you the opportunity. But I, I must see to the needs of the railroad first. Whatever you need to do, do it. The rail drivers are my first priority. Okay. I will be sending my chief of railroad police with you to help enforce your authority. And uh, the Iron Dragon will pay for the tickets of anyone else who, who might accompany you. Okay. Well... Get my friends together, maybe. See if they're not busy anymore. Alright. It is about time to move on and... Yeah. Yes. Ross be one less deputy around here. I had heard. Well, I mean, if I have to turn in my badge, too. Ah, yes, quite possibly. I imagine Sheriff Ross will get over it. Probably. (laughs) He's probably already over it, (laughs) <laughs> One more conversation about Lemurians with her. <laughs> yes, it definitely was a 
hard winter. Hardest I've known. Thank you, Ms. Gilmore. Let me know how many tickets I need to arrange for. I'll get back to you with that. Very good. Uh, what's Haru been up to in the last couple of months? Besides doing his job, he's been continuing to at least write a letter home. Okay. Um, other than doing his own job, he keeps an eye on the town as often as he can. You know, any remaining Wendigo, he takes them down. He's kind of taking up the role of a monster hunter like Ross did. Mm-hmm. Kind of going, I if I have to live forever like this, I might as well do some good with it. And what's former Deputy Rachel been up to? Um, I think ever since the funeral, no one's really seen her in town. She's kind of hiding out in her house out in the woods. Um, she helps out at her sister's place a lot, I think. So she'll go over there and like help her do laundry or chop wood or whatever. Chores need to be done around the house. Um, she's got this real tired, haggard look to her like she hasn't been sleeping well um if someone were to go to her house it's like she's letting it fall into a state of disrepair it's gross it's messy inside it's like she hasn't swept it in ages everything's covered with dust it's dirty like like the front porch step is loose and she hasn't fixed it um she's kind of like letting herself just fall apart a little bit Yeah. Well, she's definitely like she's isolated herself. I would say. It's almost because we didn't go visit her. Yeah. It's almost a little bit as if the the glue that held the party together is gone. And what's Macario? Oh. Uh, Yes, Macario is in the middle of a ghostly hellscape. No, I, I don't know what it looks like down there. No, just uh, I don't want to go into that. We'll, we'll get that, to it. That's going to be a later payoff. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, uh, Daisy, I think we'll put the onus on you to get the gang together. Well, I guess the first thing to do is find Haru, because he's the chief of security. That is part of this mission now. Mm-hmm. What time of day is it when you... Uh, I don't know what time of day is it. Probably, uh, well, probably almost afternoon. Okay. I'd be at the railroad, you know, checking on the people that are still around there and getting them to work. Well, yeah, I'll go find them at work. What's the railroad lady's name? Lan Hui. Lan Hui. She's this, uh, scary Vietnamese Yeah, I just, the name... Yeah, so I'll come up there. Hey, Haru! Oh, hello, Daisy. It's good to see you. Good to see you, too. Uh, have you talked to Lan Wei recently? Uh, not recently, uh, which I am both th- thankful for and very perplexed by. She has not called me into her office in quite some time. Well, I've been hired by the Iron Dragon to be their like emissary down in Desiree. To look after some new invention, well, also the invention that my daddy invented, that someone else has got their hands on. I see. And, uh, 
I suppose that you'll be asking for my assistance in Iron Dragon affairs. Well, I, I, that's why I thought Lan Hui talked to you already, because <laughs> she said that, yeah, you would be going with me as head of security for, for protection and some authority. <laughs> no, Daisy does not say authority. <laughs> I presume that a runner's been looking for Haru, but because he's just kind of all over the place, it's been hard to actually get him into the office. Yeah. Uh, I have not heard anything, but if that is her intention, then I suppose she'd be sending me along as well. Yeah, well, I was hoping to get the whole, you know, well, what's left of our group back. When's the last time have you seen... I've seen Rachel uh, a couple of times. Uh, She's out at her sister's place. I have not I have not been able to speak to her in private for it is difficult in my condition. You understand? I have strong feeling there, but I don't know. It's hard. Yeah, well maybe getting out and doing some traveling and getting our band back together. Get Help things band back together. <laughs> Montage. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, help, help things feel normal again. I. Yeah. Let's, let's go get Rachel. I think it'll get, do her some good based on the last time I saw her to get out and do some good. You, uh, you go riding out of Jacksonville. As you're riding out, you kind of, you see... Arizona Red and Ezekiel Boone and a few others that she's been known to hang out with kind of swaggering on back into town um, like they do uh, and you you get to you're passing through Jacksonville you're going to stop by the, the sheriff's office and resign <laughs> yeah I should probably do that poor Ross yeah as you're walking up to the sheriff's office you, you hear and raised voices inside mostly one person um you probably recognize who it is i don't have a name or a persona in mind but it's like whoever runs the stagecoaches in jacksonville okay i was just like god damn it ross this is the fourth stagecoach that's been robbed in two months what the fuck are you doing about it that's when you walk in okay well howdy ross miss gilmore Listen, I'm a little short-handed right now with my deputies, doing the best I can, but there's a lot to be seen to, and I can only do so much. Well, unfortunately, <laughs> I have some bad news for you, Ross. What? I'm turning in my badge. Oh, God damn it! <laughs> you too? Yeah, it's time. It's time I head on south and out of here. It's well, you know, things have been rough in the Rogue Valley, and it's it's time to move on. All right. Uh, thanks for helping out during the winter, like you did, Ms. Gilmore. Sir, you can take yourself a seat instead of glaring at me like that. And uh, when I am done saying goodbye to my former deputy, I will see you to your business. And he looks over, kind of nods at you, takes the badge back from you. Well, good luck, Ross. Thanks. If you see Rachel, check on her for me, will you? Well, we're hoping to go looking for her. We're, right. we're going to try to get her little group back she, together. She don't, she don't answer the door when I come riding by. I've heard that of a lot of people. 
So you leave the sheriff's office. Uh, Ross goes back to being yelled at by the angry stagecoach operator person thing. So you uh, you head out from the sheriff's office. You're riding out to Rachel's uh, small ranch farm homestead. I'm not quite sure what's going on. I think it's just a little homestead. Okay. Uh, Haru takes the opportunity to walk to the door and finally knock. You hear from inside. Rachel just kind of say, go away. And you also hear Scout's excited barking like, yeah. oh, goody people. Yeah. Well, at that point, Rachel. Scout! <laughs> Rachel. Oh. It's Haru. Um, and Daisy. She opens the door. She looks really haggard. Um, like, she, again, like she hasn't slept well. Um, but she's not dirty or like unkempt her clothes might be hanging a little bit looser on her um like she's not taking care of herself does she smell of booze maybe a little bit yeah if i'm being honest but she's not like falling over drunk rachel i must first apologize i have not been a good friend i have not seen you very frequently these past couple of months fear that it is only distanced us further. I don't want to be distant with you. I would very much like to be as close to you as possible and help you through this pain. I mean, where were you a month ago, Haru? I saw you walk up and turned away. I have been afraid because of my condition to get close and stay close. Ah, can I give you perhaps a little bit of advice sure just say I'm sorry I was an asshole and I'm sorry I'm sorry I was an asshole and I am sorry perfect maybe maybe a little wooden but perfect Rachel will swing open the door and say come on in see I'll lead Scout back in after, like, patting him and ruffling him. Yeah, Scout is probably, like, going ape shit over. I think Haru would, like, want to offer a hug to Rachel, but he's not sure if she'd be reciprocating or not. Yeah, she her body language is definitely closed off. Um, and when you go inside, you definitely see, like, her place is... Um, like there's definitely some empty um, like whiskey bottles sitting out on the table uh, kind of clothes piled up on her chair that still need to be washed it smells a little like booze and I think Haru doesn't take any mind to it because he, he understands and so he just kind of gathers up some of it moves it to a pile on one side sit, makes enough space for Daisy and him to sit and make sure that you have a place to sit as well yeah Rachel will kind of um, clear some dishes off the table and just be like here and she'll pour some whiskey for both of you Daisy's actually going to go into your kitchen and start making some coffee well what brings you out here now well actually Daisy brings us together this time oh well I've been hired by the uh, Iron Dragon Railroad as like their emissary go to Desiree to uh, help them procure a device that I know a lot about. 
because, well, it's the one my dad invented. And as you know, he's gone missing, and now all of a sudden, this Black Ridge Industries thing is, is making... Do I know that, actually? Yeah. Yeah. He's making these things based on his design. You're saying someone stole your father's work? Or stole my father, I'm not sure which. Huh. And Iron Dragon's now helping... Yeah, hired me to... We're kind of helping each other out here, I guess. I give them the technology they need to do it, do the jobs they need around here, and hopefully I get to find my father. Of course, I have been asked to assist in handling Iron Dragon affairs. We were hoping that you would be willing to come along, get out of your house, and do some good. Oh. Well, I don't know. I mean, it's... I'm not... And she holds up her hand, you can just see it's shaking a little bit. And she says, I'm not sure I'm quite the shot I used to be. You're in your own head. Let go of the mind. Just come with us and reunite as friends. And maybe everything will relax. And be okay once more. I promise I will visit more. Yeah, we'll get back there out on the road and everything. We can get back to... How it was. I will help you do laundry if it's what it takes. She'll chuckle a little bit. Um, and then she'll kind of just sit back and you can see she's thinking it over. And her eyes are just kind of taking in her home and just like how far she's let it go. Um, and then she's going to kind of absentmindedly drop her hand down onto Scout and scratch him behind the ears. Oh, he's just like, yes, yes. I think Haru, like, while she's mulling over, kind of gives her a look that it's like a look that he's always given her. That one, that I don't know how to describe it other than that one look that every time he gives it to her is kind of like, oh, Rachel, I'm here for you, kind of thing. So she'll just kind of sigh and be like, yeah, maybe, maybe you're right, Haru. Maybe I, I do need to get out of here for a bit. Let's take a trip. I have not seen the rest of this wonderful, as much as this wonderful country as I'd like to. On uh, one condition, though. I ain't using magic anymore. You will be limiting a part of yourself. I can't draw on those powers again. I understand. When, uh, when are you all planning on leaving? Well, fairly soon. Gotta get some stuff ready. I think I need to buy some nicer clothes before. Are we going going shopping? (laughs) I mean, just before we road trip. Yeah. So yeah, we see a montage of that. Just you know, buying equipment, buying clothing, buying bullets, buying cologne. Uh, We see the party getting onto the Iron Dragon train to head down to Shanfan. I was also gonna say Rachel's gonna let her sister know at some point that she's leaving town. Yeah. So her sister isn't freaking out when she goes to her house she's actually gonna leave scout with i think her sister oh yeah okay yeah all right there's like a really emotional farewell scene between her and her dog she like hugs scout and like buries her face in his scruff and is like you'd be a good boy scout now. does that dog hug where he hug 
Or he hucks his, his he leans his, his shoulder and neck into it real hard. Yep. She's not crying. We don't deserve dogs. <laughs> no, not even the fictional ones. Are are you taking your horses down to uh, Shanfan and then the uh, Salt Lake City, or? Um, because you could you could take them by train, right? Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, you I think can. She'll yeah. probably take Oakley with her then. That would be a smart thing for getting around town. Coon is one of the few animals that isn't outright afraid of Haru, so he'd probably keep him around. Just yeah. <laughs> uh, so yeah, we see everyone boarding the train. Uh, Haru, you're probably like about to set foot when Lazarus like so. Are we sure we want to do this? I need to do this for Rachel. So me going back to being a crazy murder maniac is good for Rachel. We will deal with it. Lazarus, I have grown to appreciate you as you actually are. So I will deal with the monster when it comes. Fuck. Alright. Fine. As long as it's for her. Maybe the monster can be tamed. <laughs> we'll see. God willing, that's the case. Alright, get on the goddamn train. Hop on the train. Did you actually hop on the train? Doing my funny walk onto the train. All right. <laughs> Macario would be proud. Uh, so uh, the train ride down to Shanfan goes by without incident. It's long. It's dull. Um, you probably arrive fairly late in the evening. Um, I'm not sure how long it actually is by train from Medford to. Not San Francisco, but San Francisco. <laughs> well, because trains stop a lot along the way, too. So it's not yeah. so much the distance. It might be an overnight. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, it probably is overnight. Um, but, once again, it's... it's So, it's overnight. You arrive in Shanfan uh, in the late morning, we'll say. Uh, the As you step off the train... At the station where you're going to switch um, car or trains, the uh, the smell of salt water in the air kind of assails you. It's like a big smack in the face after having lived so long uh, in Medford. Uh, you also catch the smell of, of cooking food, and there's just there's a lot of noise. This place is a million times more crowded and busier than Medford or Jacksonville combined. Haru kind of grabs the hilt of his sword, not like in a threatening way, but more of just like... I'm uncomfortable. I'm uncomfortable. I'm trying to think if Rachel's actually been to... Probably not. Oh, okay. So she's looking around and wide-eyed, just taking in all the sights. It's actually probably where Haru came in from the, the east, ironically. Yeah, no, you've definitely been in Shanfan before. Yeah. Daisy's passed through. So, yeah, Rachel's doing the whole, like, whoa reaction, whereas... Haru's just watching all the people, like, I don't trust you, I don't trust you, I don't trust you. 
there's just a sh- yeah i mean there's like lots of buildings though still right there's and oh yeah no, there's, people, there's lots and lots so. of buildings um you can see the ocean uh from the, where you're at at the station out there and you can see bits of the maze there's uh islands out there in the water um most of them actually look pretty fortified well yeah once again there's you know just a lot of people someone a couple of people stand out in the crowd uh, you also see a clean-shaven man with short hair and suntan skin in dirty brown overalls with rips and tears and caked mud kind of all over him. He's got, like, a rucksack and some jangling tools all over the place, and he's just kind of hanging out at the uh, the station. You also see, like, a very wealthy-looking lady, um, well-dressed, sitting around waiting. And So what are you doing? Uh... Where, where is the uh, next train for? You go to find out your schedule, and you realize that your next train, the the train that you have tickets for to Salt Lake City, doesn't leave until probably later in the afternoon. Okay, so you have some time to kill. You've, yeah, you've got a lot of time to kill. Shall we explore Champagne some? Yeah, there's a great little place to eat that I remember last time I was here. Yeah, I could do with a fresh meal that's not train food. Wow. Look at all these people to... No. 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 As we pass the um, well-dressed woman who's sitting there, Rachel's going to pause and just say, Do you know your clutch is open, ma'am? Like her purse. Okay, thank you for clarifying. Uh, she she looks shocked. Oh oh no! My goodness, my goodness. Closes closes her her purse up. Yeah, Rachel is super happy. Just be like, you want to be careful, pickpockets. Yes yes, thank you, uh, Ms. Uh, Kennedy. Ms. Summerlin. Oh, pleasure to meet you. Mm, quite. I imagine this lady be the kind that says, "I do declare." I do declare. She, uh, she's a young woman. She's probably um, in her early twenties. Pretty young. Uh, probably not by old west standards, but definitely by our standards. She's pretty young. Um, if it's not too far, me travel alone, Miss Summerland. Not that it's any of your business, but yes. Oh, okay. Just, you seemed a little nervous. I just wanted to make sure you're okay. Nervous? Uh, I, I I, always get a little excited before travel. I've been on... Uh, and and despite her whole, like, it's none of your business, like, she totally... Launches into, <laughs> launches into a whole, like, here's what I've been doing. <laughs> so apparently she's, she's uh, a wealthy heiress from back east. And she's been out on a Wild West adventure, and she's visited, you know, the Southwest and California. Um, she, vent- she didn't really venture too much into the Pacific Northwest because she got a lot of, uh, like, hey, it's dangerous, don't go, this is a bad time, there's monsters. <laughs> but, uh, and also, you know, just, just like, she's been to Deadwood and Tombstone and hit all the the places one would go to have a wild west adventure as she's launching into her life story does her traveling companion come back at all she doesn't have a traveling oh, companion she, said she didn't yeah oh, she, okay. she traveled by herself she kind of loosens up and gets a little friendlier as she's 
talking about everything she does. She's really excited about it. And she's been on a few adventures. I don't think anything that comes close to what you've been through. Not, not actual adventures. More of just experiences. Definitely experiences. <laughs> maybe one or two actual adventures. Like She's like, oh, and I saw the weirdest thing. And she describes something that you're just like, oh. Oh, wow. Oh, my God. I'm surprised you're still alive. <laughs> oh, well, Miss Summerland, it seems like you've had quite some adventures. Yes. Yes. I I will be the, the talk of my social circle when I get back home to Baltimore, random East Coast town. And I'm, I'm so sorry. I've, I've been talking about myself. Uh, I'm sorry. What, what did you say your name was again? Oh, uh, it's Ms. Kennedy. And... What do you do, Ms. Kennedy? Uh, well, I'm currently in between. I used to be a deputy up in Medford. Her eyes go, like, super wide. Medford? That's, um, where is that? It's, uh, north. North? Oregon? Yeah. I wanted to visit Oregon, but they told me it was much too dangerous. You don't want to visit Oregon, ma'am. Keep them tourists out. <laughs> Stop driving up our property. <laughs> you you absolutely must tell me all about it. Uh, well, my friends and I are heading in to get a meal. Our train doesn't leave for another couple of hours. Neither does mine. Well, do you two mind a little company? Not at all. I do not mind any company. Rachel's got this look on her face like I wasn't expecting her to join us. Like, I just stopped because her oh, clutch was open. She's latched onto you And, now. like, I don't know what to do. <laughs> but the moment you were like, oh, I used to be a deputy. You're just like, you're her hero now. You can tell Haru is very uncomfortable, but will make... Uh, Rachel, like, kind of shoots you, like, this alarm. will like, say, like, maybe no, like, help but me. help. I don't know what I've done. But we're, like, way too polite to say yeah, Haru, yeah, Haru's like, uh... I'll take over. Like, so you're from Baltimore? I'm from Vermont. Yeah, <laughs> yeah we'll invite her to join us. All right. Yeah, you go and you you, uh, you go to some like noodle shop. It's like an outdoor noodle place. The the food's actually pretty decent. Is it the same one I remember from before? Or is it yeah, oh, yeah. Because right. you never know. This is like ramen noodles or dipping noodles. Yes. Okay. Rachel is all the above plus more. The best ramen you've ever had for sure. This is probably, like, the first real meal that Rachel's eaten since she... Oh, yeah. I mean, it's still... You're st- metagame, you're still in the, the domain of famine. So you're still feeling that hunger. But uh, having gotten outside of the Valley of Famine, um, yeah, it's definitely like food has... a. a taste, a flavor, and uh, and a sense of fullness that you didn't realize you were missing. Yeah, I told you these. this was one of the best noodle shops I've ever been to. This is delicious. I ate three bowls. Hey, uh, I know this is awkward, but could I, could I take over for a bowl? Looking around and trying to be quiet about it. I will be a perfect gentleman. I won't say a goddamn word. I really want a bowl of noodles. One moment, please. Okay. Last response: a bowl of noodles. No. <laughs> <laughs> I, I 
lean over. Lady, she will get very strange if my demeanor changes. Come so chest, got a scarf, a bowl of noodles. Fine, fine, fine. The resounding no on that one. Lazarus <laughs> <laughs> wants a bowl of noodles. No! <laughs> <laughs> That's why he's gonna start getting all killy. <laughs> <laughs> Why are you like this? Cause I wanted a bowl of noodles and Shane Fan. And what did you say? No. So I'm gonna kill everyone you love, Haru. Everyone you've ever met. Everyone you've ever so much as looked at. I'm gonna kill them all. The Union took our state's rights and our noodles. All he wanted was a bowl of noodles. Just one bowl of noodles. If you don't mind, Miss uh, Summer, Summerlin. Yes? I will be eating uh, in private for a moment. Uh, religious practice. Oh. Oh. Um, okay. Goes to a back corner of... She's very confused because you just ate three of these bowls before this... this <laughs> this religious practice came up, but but I she's far far too proper to to question it. So she's yeah. like, oh. and she's like hanging on your every word, Rachel. Mm, what am I talking to her about? I don't know. What are you talking um, to her about? Probably not a lot about the winter. She's probably. And that's probably probably what she wants to know the most about. Right? It's like, why and did people tell me not to go there? I want to know. It's like, no, you don't want to go there. Just take my word on that. Have you ever been to Mount Shasta? No, I uh, did not get the chance. I, I didn't go very far north. It was um, discouraged by most everyone I met. Oh, it's a beautiful mountain. I've, I've heard. There, there are people who live there like that, that are far more advanced than us. Oh? Yeah. They've been there for thousands of years, and they're actually from the continent of Lumeria, but they, they built a city inside Shasta. Well, she doesn't realize visit someday. quickly enough. She's just kind of like asking questions like, oh, are these Native Americans? Da, 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 da. And eventually you see the, that realization dawn on her that Daisy is, is a little bit bonkers. Bonkers. <laughs> And she's like, oh no, oh no, I'm too far in. <laughs> and so. Rachel, at one point, they're like, tell her about their technology, Daisy. <laughs> like, just. That's what I was egging doing. you on. But to, to Ms. Summerlin's credit, she uh, listens very politely. Although she's, she, she starts trying to, like, ask questions that are going to turn the conversation back to Rachel and her adventures and what have you. Rachel's very modest. I feel like she'd be really uncomfortable boasting about her adventures. Well, and since most of your adventures involves scary shit that shouldn't exist. Yeah, <laughs> that too. Haru left to let Lazarus have a bowl, he would have turned to Rachel and been like, keep an eye on me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, remarkably, you get your that bowl of noodles, you let Lazarus drive, and he scarves it down and gives control back to you. He doesn't murder anyone? He doesn't. He murders that bowl of noodles. 
<laughs> I am so full. Alright, that was good. Thanks. You're welcome. Saunter on back. Now let's go kill someone. God damn it. It was a joke. Calm down. <laughs> Fueled for murder. It was funny. Harder than then saunter back eventually. Yeah. Um, about the same time you're sauntering back, actually, you see a couple of uh, very large Chinese men wearing Iron Dragon colors come walking into the or walking up to the the noodle stand. I turn so that my badge faces them, but I don't say anything. Yeah. They see you and they zero in on you and they actually walk over to you, gentlemen. Take it, your uh, Mr. Matsuhara. Shang Jin would like a word, if you would please come with us. I will be back. I have to be back before my train leaves. Don't worry, we'll get you back before your train leaves. I stand and walk with them. Uh, they escort you away, um, leaving the rest of you at the noodle stand with uh, Ms. Summerlin. Is this pretty typical of, like... This seems seem probably would seem slightly shady. It's it seems very shady, especially because it's Iron Dragon. Rachel's gonna say, uh, "Excuse me, Miss Summerland, I'm gonna just go keep an eye on my friend." Are you trying to be stealthy about it? Like from the guys who mm-hmm. are escorting. Yeah, not from Miss Summerland. <laughs> Spanish. <laughs> Where'd you go? I have to go check on my friend. <laughs> oh, <laughs> like Batman just poop out and bumps up. Um, Suddenly, I'm far more interested in Lemurians. <laughs> I mean, yeah, she's she's not gonna make it. She's gonna try to be stealthy. Like, if it looks like they're taking him into a dark alley to kill him, then she definitely wants to interfere. But if they're like heading towards a train office, go ahead and roll me a stealth roll. This is gonna be great. Excellent. Uh, four. Four. All right, you're you're having a little bit of a hard time keeping up with them just because of the crowds, right. and you're trying to be stealthy at the same time. But you actually follow them through Shanfan through the streets uh, until they get to the docks, and uh, they gesture for Haru to board a steam launch, and they get on behind him, and the launch takes off towards one of the numerous islands. Oh shit! Daisy's still back at the noodle stand, right? Yeah, there's a point where I was thinking about interjecting myself in being to the abduction because as a representative of the Iron Dragon, be like, oh, does this concern our mission? Can, yeah, can, I, I don't think you got a chance. Okay. They 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 were solely focused on Haru. I think I think it was because they approached before I even got to back to the table. Yeah, quite possibly. Yeah, I think so. They intercepted you before you got to the table and just like, hey. Can I tell what island they're heading to? Uh, yeah, it's a bit out there, but it's close enough that it actually has like a telegraph wire running to it. Oh, okay. I'm gonna turn around then and go back to the noodle stand. And look for Daisy. Yep, it's not hard to find. She's still sitting there talking with Miss Summerlin. So she'll say, like, you know, uh, pardon me, Miss Summerlin, um, Daisy, something, I just got a feeling in my gut 
Something's fishy with those. Those guys that Haru ran off with? And it's not the ramen. You think they were more than just, uh, who they said they were? Maybe. They took them to the docks. They got on a boat and left. I'm sorry, this this sounds like maybe an adventure. What's what's happening? Oh, do, I don't want to involve an innocent party in this, Miss Summerland. No, uh, please, tell me. Perhaps, perhaps I can help. She just has this absolute earnest, like, yes, yes. Do you have a boat? No, but I do have a lot of money. Oh. <laughs> well. I mean, I also have a lot of money. I don't need to borrow no, no. her money. No, we have money. <laughs> yeah. She has a lot. Oh, okay. Well, we might need to hire a boat if we want to follow. Yeah. I think someone might have kidnapped a friend of ours. Oh no, the uh, the odd Japanese man. Yeah. Yeah. Well, let's let's go rescue him. Miss Summerland. I'm sorry, Austin. You're now playing Miss Summerland. <laughs> no, 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 no. I am. No. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I could. <laughs> These are dangerous men. I I don't know. I, can you defend yourself? Of course I. I can. have a. I'll play her if you want. Alright, go ahead and do it. Of course I can defend myself. I was trained uh, since I was a little girl uh, to always aim low. Oh, you're... You know what? Sure. <laughs> Why don't you, um, come along then? Uh, well, of course I need to uh, hit, hit the shopping market and buy a, maybe a pistol. Or like a, what do you think I should get? Some, something I can hide? Like a, a derringer? Yeah, that will fit in your clutch. I actually will, like, pull out, like, you need a Derringer. Oh, is this loaded? one you can use. Yeah, don't don't point it at me. (laughs) Maybe we shouldn't have her come with us. Uh, Yeah, she she secrets it away in just a pocket you didn't even notice was there, but now that the Derringer's in it, you definitely notice it's there. (laughs) (laughs) Alright, well, let's go see if we can hire us a boat. Meanwhile, while all this is happening... The uh, how are the they they get you on the steam launch and they 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 take off um, across the bay to one of several islands and then they escort you off it into this is very well fortified but very opulent palace really is the only word to describe it um, it's got a lot of very fine architecture in a variety of different styles mainly Chinese. Um, and you see lots of like relics and and uh, vases and art on display all over the place. And eventually, they they lead you to essentially a small courtroom with complete with like a, a throne. Maybe not as grand as like the Chinese imperial throne or the Japanese imperial throne, but it is nonetheless a throne. And Shang Jin is lounging there, and brazenly on display not too far from that throne is the imperial daisho haru narrows his eyes upon seeing it grits his teeth as sharply as he can just like it'd be suicide to do it yeah there's guards right now there's yeah. guards everywhere yeah he, he he kind of he kind of was casing it as he's walking i'm just like 
being paranoid, kind of cautious about his surroundings at all times. He's like, okay, guards everywhere. Even if he didn't think there was something wrong going on, he was he'd be still like, what's where are all these people? Okay, there's these. Okay, all this, and then he'd see that and be like, okay, I can't do anything about this right now. Haru Matsuhara, I'm disappointed in you. Haru just kind of keeps his head bowed because he realizes that right now he's in the room of a superior. Mm-hmm. I gave you one job. One simple task. Find out who hired that man to kill me. And you failed. Not only did you fail to find out who was responsible, you failed to inform me that you had even reached a dead end. It was hard to get letters out of the Rogue Valley. We were under very hard times. Oh, I was not aware that the telegram wires were ever cut. In fact, my former associate, Chen Mei, had no issue at all in getting a telegraph to me to inform me that your one witness had somehow slipped your grasp and escaped. Any Anything else you'd like to lie to me about? No, sir. It will not happen again. No, you're right. It will not happen again. You are dismissed. Your services are no longer required by the Iron Dragon. I will have someone I can trust reassigned to your position. Reach up, grab the badge, and toss it onto the floor in front of him. Fine. Then I wish to leave. Very well. You are dismissed. Turn. And I think as I'm leaving, I will come back here and I will bring a storm like you've never seen before. I will bring vengeance. I will bring the very heavens down upon you. I don't know quite how Lan Hui gained your loyalty. I do know she is responsible. I simply lack proof. But I will find it. Sadly, she is far too effective an administrator to simply kill out of hand without proof. Otherwise, we'd be done. Understood. And, uh, yeah, those guards kind of... I think they probably reach out a hand to grab you by your shoulder and pull you back. How do you react? I kind of do a glare down at their hand and up into their eyes, like, let go of me. Okay. Yeah, and they probably, like, oh, all right, okay. And uh, they escort you back to the dock, back to the steam launch, and you probably get back to the Shanfan docks just as everyone else is like, all right, we're going to the rescue! You had first noticed that the badge on my chest is missing. Yeah. Uh, Haru, are you... Angry. Are... Oh. What's going on? What was that all about? 
Wait, Dippy, let me handle this. Two hands up, you! <laughs> Miss, Put Miss that gun down, madam. Um, He's our friend. Remember? We were at the bar. Oh. Haru is clearly not in the mood for the the like he's the, the shenanigans. The shenanigans. Yeah. So I, I guess I guess we don't need to go to a rescue. We were worried about you. It is Sheng Jin who needs to worry. But for now, we have a job to do in Salt Lake City. I will discuss it when we are not in. You know, Daisy, I don't think I trust myself with this. Thanks. I'll keep it safe. Um, should we head back then to the train station? I am willing to go wherever you go. I will follow with you on this mission, but I am no longer of Iron Dragon. Well, I'm still their ambassador, so... I hope this doesn't cause any problems for this. For the time being, we will continue to act as if I am. I have no physical representation of authority, but I will act the part. Well, what? It's not something that they can take away from you, Haru. No, they cannot keep their chief of police for Iron Dragon. They have been far too involved with shady dealings. I am Shinsen Yumi. I am Saburai. I am stronger than their will. Now you think our whole mission might be one of these shady dealings of theirs? It is possible, but I trust Lon Hui much more than I trust Shang Okay, if you trust Lon Hui, And a, a fire that has been long dormant within Haru has been reawoken, and he is very, very determined to get stuff done. And kind of free of certain shackles. They've unleashed the samurai. They've unleashed the samurai. Pieces are falling into place. The illusion that I am totally in control of the situation is uh, maintained. <laughs> uh, yeah, you get back to the train station, and you, uh, you you pretty much have a new tag along in the form of Miss Summerlin. Is there a place we can uh, drop you off at, Miss Summerlin? What train are you um, waiting for? Oh, uh, well, of course, as I was telling you, Rachel, I'm going back east to... Uh, what was it again? Baltimore. Baltimore. I knew that, of course. That's where my home is. <laughs> and, uh, you know, you and I, I feel, uh, we're like sisters, right? I mean, um, maybe our lives have been a, a little different, but uh, I've got all the adventure you, you've got in you, right? Sure. And I think probably the fact that you've got this big scar running up the side of your face has done nothing but just idolize you in, in Ms. Summerlin's eyes. Oh, I've been meaning to ask, how did you get that beautiful scar? <laughs> Oof. Um, oh. That was the most perfect, awkward, terrible question ever. Thank you, Austin. If I may, Miss Summerlin, 
That is, um, that is not an adventure worth telling. It's an adventure in pain and heartache. Like, like a play? <laughs> if that is a way that your mind can understand it without me going into detail, then sure. But I do not wish to see Rachel in pain. Well, I, I've really made um, just a, a, a sluzy of myself. Um, I, I'm, I'm terribly sorry, uh, Rachel, if I've hurt you. Mm, don't think on it, Miss Summerlin. It's not something I'm fond of talking about. Um, well, y- you don't have to call me uh, Miss Summerlin anymore. Um, to you, I'm Elaine. And, uh, I know we've just met, but... You seem like a worthy friend. Uh, so I consider you one. Um, please don't ask me for money or anything like that. But, uh, you know, if you want to stop by my cabin and uh, share a tart or two, uh, that might be nice, wouldn't it? Well, Elaine, that's a right friendly offer. Uh, are we on the same train? Uh, well, you're taking the one that's going straight east, right? We're he- We're on the... Four o'clock to Salt Lake. Salt Lake. Uh, oh, yes. Yes, that's exactly where I'm going. Rachel's like trying to think of like some reason why she can be like, no. Um, I and then she realizes there's literally nothing she can say. So she just surrenders to the inevitable. And it's like, well, I guess it's true that they say no good deed goes unpunished. She kind of just mumbles to herself and then like turns to Elaine and says, it'll be a pleasure to... Have you join us on... Oh, wonderful. Um, you know, I actually... I have an English butler who can make some excellent tea. I think you'll really find it to be to your liking. Hey, you oh. got any coffee? Coffee is such a, a brutish, foul, bitter drink. <laughs> Quite agree with you now. <laughs> Rachel's been drinking lots of coffee. Yeah, doesn't Rachel live on coffee? She pretty much does, yeah. This this is America. You can't say that. We drink coffee. Well, I don't know why you're so invested in it. It doesn't sound like I've invited you, does it? Oh, no. Miss Summerlin went from lovable to hateable. Well, that's fine. I'll go get my own coffee. Haru coffee? Sure. As you two walk off, Rachel turns the mouse. Don't leave me. <laughs> Before we go to the train, Haru's gonna find a telegram station and send a message to Longway that Jingjin knows. Okay. All right. So you're forewarning her. Forewarning her that Jingjin knows, and Haru knows that he has the dai, that Jingjin has the Dai Show now, and he is furious. <laughs> Uh, so I think the rest of the day goes by, uh, in the company of Ms. Summerlin, and eventually the Denver Pacific train to Salt Lake City, uh, arrives, gets offloaded, reloaded, refueled. Quick scene between me and Rachel? Sure. Go ahead. Go for it. Um, just as she's about to kind of let you go back to your friends, um, she kind of puts a hand on your shoulder and turns you around. Uh, Rachel? Yeah? I don't think you're keeping very good company. And 
I just want to let you know that Baltimore is a very nice town, and if, if you need a way to start anew, and I, I think that might be best for you. I, I think that going along with a crazy woman who rants about whatever she's ranting about, and that, that samurai with his crazy eyes, and did you see the way he was shaking when he was talking earlier? What's wrong with him? Is he always like that? Yeah, it's pretty much a room. Well, I'm just saying, you, you don't have to do all of this. You, you can start a new life. It, you can always start over. It's America. Or, well, it's what's left of America. It's a kind offer, Elaine, but I've already started over multiple times. I've been through hell and back with Daisy and Haru. Can't imagine my life without them. Well, all right. Thank you for coming. But if I'm ever in Baltimore, I'll be sure to pay you a call. Mm, I don't think that'll be necessary. <laughs> well, good luck then. See you on the train. She kind of gives you like a snooty nod. So you get on the Denver Pacific train, and uh, it's an overnight run straight to Salt Lake City. Um, not a whole lot of stops in between. Uh, unfortunately, uh, maybe it was an oversight on Lon Hui's part, or maybe someone else fucked you over on your tickets, but you don't have tickets for a sleeper car, so oh, you're in a passenger car on hard benches. Hard benches? Yep. Fucking Amtrak. <laughs> <laughs> But you happen to share a car with Miss Summerlin. Oh, uh, great. And a handful of other people. There's not a whole lot of people on this overnight run. Um, but the one thing that really stands out is at the back of the car, uh, there are two soldiers standing at attention at guard. And they're wearing a uniform you've never, ever, ever seen before. Hmm. Can I... Like, uh, do we have to pass them to get into the car? No, they're at the back of your oh, car. Oh, okay. Things that make you go, hmm. I just kind of... Oh. Look like any railroad police uniforms or anything like that that we may have seen. Especially those of us who worked in the railroad. Uh, no, they don't. They're wearing like a greenish-black uniform. They've got red um, caps. Almost, almost like fezes. Um, and... Yeah, I'll pass this around, and that's that's what they look like. Okay. They don't look American. No, well... Their equipment looks a little outdated. They've got some old muskets that they're holding at their sides, and they've got some odd-looking um, sabers. How many are there? There's just two. Two uh, standing at the end of the car. Rachel's gonna move kind of to the front of the car... And ch- like, just kind of check to see through the window. Can she see soldiers at the other car? Uh, yeah. So uh, the car's got like a, a flexible gasket in between, so that way uh, when you're walking through, you're not affected by um, the elements. Uh, and definitely uh, standing in s- on the other side, but like inside the gasket, mm-hmm. uh, there are another two soldiers standing at attention. Got kind of uh, loose attention. Mm-hmm. 
um, but definitely attentive. And then the window through to the next car is, like, shuttered. Okay. She'll just kind of lean over and say quietly to Haru, uh, is this railroad police, Haru? Not like any I've seen before. I'd like to roll a knowledge battle check. Okay, go ahead. To see if I recognize these soldiers. Has your character been with us the entire time? <laughs> Invisible. What? I got a raise. All right. You recognize them as soldiers of the Ottoman Empire. What are they doing here? <laughs> They're looking for Ottomans. So eventually the train leaves the station and takes off of a shutter and it starts heading down the, the track, you know, click the clack, click the clack, chugga 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 chugga, so on and so forth. Um, it's a long trip. There's not a lot going on. The landscape's, you know, just rolling by. There is a dining car you can go to. Uh, at one point, like, two other soldiers come out and replace... Um, the other two they are standing guard there. Um, they don't talk too much, and when they do, it's not in English. Um, and they don't, they don't really interact with anyone. Uh, like, at some point, someone comes in from another car, is just like, they look like they're clearly drunk. Uh, and they're trying to walk through, and the, the two guys, like, cross their muskets in front of the door, and they just, they, they say a couple of words to the guy, and when he's just like, huh, what, what are you saying? I don't understand. They just, like, vigorously shake their heads no, and kind of give them a gentle push um, away, they like spin them around. They're they're not really like aggressive. You know, they're not like fuck you and shoving him. They're just like nope, turn around, go that way. They're stopping him from entering our car or the no the car the, with the shut window. Yeah, oh, okay. interesting. Car to the probably the rear of our car. Yeah, so like the dining car would be in front of ours. To the front, yeah. I don't know if it's like the next car exactly, but but yeah, this this drunk guy comes through and they're just kind of like, no, no, you're drunk, go back. <laughs> um, is anyone talking about this? Like other passengers? Um, there's maybe like a few whispers and murmurs. There's not a whole lot of people in this car, and you've probably got. Uh, well, where is Miss Summerlin? She's definitely in this car. Yeah, she is. Um, she's kind of just over in the corner. Um sipping some tea that her butler has made her. Uh, it's steaming a little bit, kind of steaming up the, the railway window, the train window. Um, I might get up then and move to the dining car and see if I can hear any information there. Okay, you go to the dining car. It's, uh, Does it have a bar? Oh, absolutely. We're just sitting at the bar. It's got a nice bar. She is ordering a nice glass of whiskey. All right, yep. Bartender gives you a thing of whiskey. So what's with all the soldiers? Couldn't rightly say, ma'am. Hmm. Never seen that uniform before. Yep, neither have I. I'll tell you what's with all the soldiers. And this grizzled, dirty man in like a floppy brown hat sidles up on the bar next to you. Whiskey? Bartender's like, mm, you, uh... You got the money for that old man? Have I got the money? I've been mining ghost rock out in these hills for months. I've got some money. Okay. 
You have that money with you? Do I have that money with me? Yes. <laughs> I've been mining ghost rock for months. And he kind of pulls out a couple of ghost rock crumbles and just drops them on the counter. Oh, he looks less than happy at that. But he uh, he pulls out a, a, a set of scales. He, very tiredly, like, oh god, I gotta go through this. Pulls a set of scales, scoops the, the ghost rock dust, puts in the scale, measures it, and gives you a small shot of whiskey. He downs it, one go, one gold. So I saw you were looking at the soldiers over there. Rachel is pretty impressed. So, uh. kind of eyeing your ghost rock. Are you all together? Is everyone there at the bar? Well, I think we'd make our way there, right? What else are we going to do? I was having originally going to be having Haru sitting in the seat next to next to Rachel and kind of just like offering a hand if she needed it or anything like that. But when she got up, he was like, "Okay, I'll follow along. Keep keep the group together." Okay. So everyone's there. Everyone's at the bar. You know something about those soldiers? I know that they're for the Ottoman Empire. I'll buy another drink if you can tell us a little bit more about them. Keep the drinks coming. I'll tell you a little bit more about them. How about that? Rachel, <laughs> it's like, wait, I, I just said that, but she won't say anything, and she'll slide um like another coin across to the bartender and be like, another drink for me, and uh, I didn't catch your name. Don't think I gave you my name. What's your name? I asked first. <laughs> and. Meanwhile, the bartender gives just like, really? Look. And then he takes the coin, and he fills another shot, and he passes it over. Haru Matsuhara. I'm Daisy. Where'd you get that ghost rock? I spent months mining it. <laughs> spent a few months mining it. That's all you gotta do. It's out in the hills here. You just keep dig deep enough, and you find it. Oh, yeah. My bow's got a mine back in, uh, well, way up in the Rogue Valley. What's a What's a bow? My bow, my man. My boyfriend. Oh. You know, nudge, nudge, <laughs> wink, wink, say no more. <laughs> well, uh, name's Tom. Uh, just a minute. He downs the second thing of whiskey. Name's, uh, De- uh, Miss Kennedy. Miss Kennedy. So... What kind of group you got going here? Her bow was back home. Are you, are you her bow? Do we do that like awkward thing where we're like, uh, well, it's um, it's complicated. I think you do because that's what you just said. Yeah. Haru just kind of does a, 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 a gentle nod in like yes, but no. <laughs> oh, come on now, not that complicated. <laughs> he gives you kind of a. Like a knowing wink. There's a furious blush just creeping up Rachel's cheeks. Well, listen, uh, Ms. Kennedy and friends. Ottoman soldiers, they're not the most well-equipped. They're not the smartest. But they have guns. So maybe don't be looking like you're so curious about this. all of this. There's some things you don't need to know. Are you threatening me? No, of course not. I'm just trying to get where I'm going. Same as all of you, right? Do do these Ottomans have ghost rock? 
They wish they had Ghost Rock. Well, now I think I know what they're doing here. <laughs> I could care less why they're here. It is admittedly curious, but for our circumstances, it is a fact not worth knowing. Well, y'all know what I can do with Ghost Rock. This Ottoman army probably wants to be able to do the same kind of things. I can only imagine the destruction an empire would cause with your rock. I'm just curious. I see something new. I want to know about it. You know, I'm a little curious, too. You smell weird. Why is that? Haru just slaps, like, enough money for, like, five drinks on the table, and it's just like, please. He hasn't showered in a few days. I'd like you to do an occult check real quick. You'd like to do a what? An occult check? Uh, There's a notice check. It's a notice check at negative two. Okay. For what you want to do. Cool. All right. Oh no. How much do I want this? Probably not that much. So never mind. He just kind of like sniffs you a few times. Looks a little suspicious, but goes back to his drink. If I smell like death, it's because I've killed a lot of men. Boy, you're brave making threats like that with an entire military on board. I'm not making a threat. Just stating a fact. How many soldiers do you It's the entire Ottoman Empire on this yeah. train. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> this is a big, like, does it go all the way from Champagne? <laughs> They're still adding cars on. <laughs> it's, it's the Snowpiercer train. It just keeps going. <laughs> well, I, I might be exaggerating a little bit, but... So, Tom, do you know then who's in the... in that car? No, I have no idea. Why do I have a feeling you're lying now? Why do I have a feeling that everybody here is lying a little bit? I have not lied once yet. Um, as far as I'm aware, none of us are lying. Uh-huh. Fair enough. Well, uh, if you'll excuse me, I'm just going to sit here and enjoy my drinks for a bit. Thanks for buying one, I suppose. I'm going to enjoy a few more. Uh, yeah, you, you drink your, your drinks, maybe you grab some food, and then you head back to your, your benches and your car. And uh, the train carries on. Uh, it gets, the sun sets, and it's dark. Uh, some uh, train personnel come through, and they light a few low lanterns. Is Miss Summerlin in the car when they come back? You know, I think she's disappeared somewhere. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Miss Someone is, is, is missing. She's not there. Is her butler still there? I don't think you've ever seen the butler. What? Oh, God. Yeah. You never actually saw the butler. You just, like, you saw her sipping tea and kind of assumed because she had mentioned her butler before. Oh, am I worried? I'm not worried about Miss Summerlin. She was a little snooty to me, so... Yeah. Well, like, her bags are still there. Oh, you yeah. You know, it's dead, and no one's just like, Oh, some weird men came aboard and took the young woman! Uh, Rachel's probably going to try to get comfortable on the hard bench and... Yeah, it's nigh impossible. Try to sleep? 
Haru is doing his best by like offering his shoulder for her to rest on. And you, you're definitely out of that ten mile <laughs> radius of the staff. You're having all your your harrowed issues again. Yeah, that's why he's hat down and collar pulled up and hat over face. Haru's just got an arm wrapped around Rachel to kind of give her a place to rest. And then he's going to die for an hour. <laughs> well, that's good. Uh, I, th- I think there's, there's not that many people on the train, so in an hour's time, no one really notices it. Like, hey, look, there's a cadaver. That guy over there in the I mean, corner. I mean, with her resting on him and him kind of like yeah, dead on her, it kind of just looks like a couple, you know. Daisy just falls. Actually, da- Daisy doesn't go back. She because riding the rails, she knows like the best place to sleep is in the dining car. Yeah. So that's where she is. Where she oh, okay, interesting. Like cause they have the, they have the, the, the best suspension and yeah, all that. yeah, yeah. And uh, Wynon's not getting a lot of sleep that night. He's got some work to do. Mm-hmm. Who? Who indeed? <laughs> yeah, Tom or Wynon. Why not? Does he drink? Why not? Does he drink gin? Does uh, does Miss Sutherland eventually or Summerland? Can't keep my name straight anymore. Miss Summerland return to the car. Um, actually, she leaves her things in a neat pile as she assumes her true form of wine on beer sl- beard sled. <laughs> All right. What? <laughs> I'm so confused. Excellent. Yeah. Excellent. Everyone, give me notice rolls at negative two. Ooh. Everyone succeeded? Yeah. Yeah. So, it's the early hours of the dawn as uh, the train goes uh, racing towards Salt Lake City. You're all uh, in your various places. Daisy, you're at the dining car, kind of sitting there. You're probably talking animately to someone. Um, yeah. Got woken it, up, get some coffee. Yeah. You're, you're probably a little more energetic on on you know the environment you're accustomed to on the trains and stuff, whereas normally you're a heavy sleeper because you're used to sleeping on trains. Here it's like, oh yeah, I can wake up just fine. Or, yeah, uh, you're in the dining car. The rest of you are are uh, in in your assigned car. You're wherever you're at. Uh, when you hear uh, an odd sound that most of you probably accepting Daisy have never heard before and that is the sound of propellers in the dawn okay looking out the window yeah Rachel will step a bit and raise her hat up at the noise okay uh, you look out the window it's dark it's you know, not really a whole lot to see is there any lights that are hanging on the outside of the train no I don't think so well, all the light is interior the guards look kind of like they're they're snoozing lightly. I'm sorry, I interrupted you. Nothing was saying. Oh, it's just we can't really see. Yeah. Is that like you know? Look out the window here. What can you see? Only what's. And definitely the the sounds coming kind of from outside and above. We can hear it. It's not the night witches. Do you know what that is, Haru? Uh, it sounds like a big bee. Oh God! I hope we don't have to fight a big bee. I know, you probably don't have the frame of reference to even identify what that is. It sounds just like a big bee. (laughs) It sounds like a really big bee. Those are engines, kind of like... You're not there. I'm not there, you're right. You're in the dining car. Some other guy's like, that sounds like a really big hornet. 
And a few minutes later, as you're all sitting like, what the fuck is this? What's going on? You the, feel the train shake as you, you hear uh, kind of a whoosh, and then a ka-chunk. Uh, almost like harpoons were being fired. And there's a screech uh, as the train picks up weight. And then uh, the windows crash open as people come ziplining down and, and come crashing through the windows. You're under attack by airship pirates. Yay! I mean, oh no! <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, these guys, there's about um, six of them come crashing through in the car you're in. Uh, six of them come crashing through in the car you're in. Uh, in the car that uh, Haru and Rachel that you're in, um, there's a heavier clunk and then like a, zzz, a shower of sparks and like a, a section of the roof is ripped open and this guy drops through and he's massive. He stands almost seven feet tall. He's muscular and bulky and his right arm, there's this big mechanical monstrosity of an arm and at the end of it is a, a whirling buzzsaw and and everyone's like you know the passengers are screaming oh no and the the ottoman soldiers are like oh shit we're supposed to be professionals here they're like raising their rifles and stuff and the the guy with the buzzsaw arm is like ladies and gentlemen it is my pleasure to inform you that you are being robbed Everyone kindly remain calm, and we shall make this an enjoyable, entertaining, and memorable experience. And I think we'll end there. Deadlands and Savage Worlds are the property of Pinnacle Entertainment Group. All content is used unofficially under the Savage Media Network license. Find more of their great products at peginc.com. Music is provided by the Eaglestone Collective. Sound effects are by Plate Bale Games and Battle Bards. Aircraft effects were provided by soundjade.com. You can find links to all of the above in the show notes. Thank you for tuning in, listeners. I hope you enjoyed the episode and that you'll join us again. Have a wonderful whatever time of day it is for you, and I'll catch you next time.